This is the No Swear Gamer from YouTube and the Atari 1700 Game by Game podcast, and you are listening to the podcasting pride of the Smoky Mountains, the Two Dudes in a Nest, with your hosts, Dude Michael and Dude Justin. Justin what's up man not much I almost feel like I forgot how to do that for a second I was it's been so long since I know we, you know I was like Dude, am I supposed to say hey Justin or hello Justin or am I the I one know, who says I what's know. up man oh, that's, it's really complex stuff that we do over here that's true I mean it takes a lot so, of talent you know now granted it's only been maybe two Three weeks, maybe, since the, we released an episode, but uh, as far as recording an episode, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. You know, this podcast takes a lot of talent, almost as much talent as it takes to post pictures of your feet at the beach. Uh, you were talking, sorry, yeah, sorry, so sorry, sorry. We, we were tangent alert. Yeah, we were talking, yeah, we were talking about that before we come on the air about uh so used to 10 years ago let's say it was a it was a common theme for people to take pictures of their legs their feet at the beach or at the pool they go out they're having a good time they're taking a picture they're trying to convey to the world i'm relaxing on the beach or beside the pool this was a predominantly female activity which was fine now i'm starting to notice a little it's starting to bleed over into the man yeah starting to do it a little more and that's a that is a bridge too far for me yes yeah if you ask me yeah it's uh it's not something anybody needs to see no it is it is what it is uh you know but uh i mean who am i to judge really but uh equal opportunity yeah right that's right just like this podcast that's right that's right uh, anywho, speaking of any, speaking of equal opportunity, I was just, I didn't realize how much more the men's soccer team at the U.S. made than the women's soccer team, and the men's team is no good. Yeah, I know. And the women's team like wins every four years. <laughs> that's not very equal opportunity, is it? Because <laughs> yeah. the women's team's awesome and the men's team blows. Right. So. There okay. you go. There you go. Okay, I'm going to take a time out. All right. Uh, I hate to do this so early in the podcast, but uh, apparently there's something, a bird or something flying into our, the door leading into our house in the back here. And oh. I need to see, I need to investigate. So uh, I guess we'll just uh, pause here. Okay. All right. And we'll be back. And we're back. All right. I promise. I promise that's not, uh, that was not an excuse to go to a commercial, even though that's probably what we just did. Or Paul Carl. Yeah. And I was not, I was not pulling Carl. Uh, I think I do believe we have bats in the belfry here at my house. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Where were we? Oh, yeah, we were talking about feet. I'm, I'm tired of talking about feet anyway. <laughs> yeah, let's just move on. Let's move on. So the, the game tonight on the Two Dudes and S podcast is uh, Sky Shark. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any history about the game? Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. All right. So Sky Shark, which it was known, which is what it was known as in North America, or Flying Shark in Japan, or as my Japanese colleagues like to say, Hishozami. Oh, yeah? Which I'm assuming means Flying Shark. Um which was released in 1987 
as an arcade with multiple ports. This actually, this game may hold the record by not only the, the number of ports, but the number of different developers, the number of different um, publishers that this game, the for example, the North American version had two different publishers. It was originally released by Romstar and then later released by Firebird, which is a uh, subsidiary basically of uh, uh, Telecom Cast. Um, but there's just multiple um, uh, ports of this game from the Amiga to the Commodore 64, MS-DOS, and the NES. Of course, the NES version is the best version. Uh, that oh, is yeah. not opinion. That is fact. Uh, look it up. If you don't think so, right version, here on Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. So the original developer of the game was a company called Toe Plan. I think you would call that Toe Plan. Leading in from our foot talk. Let's <laughs> do that segue. Nice segue. Toe Plan. Toe yeah. Plan. T O A P L A N, which is a uh, Japanese video game de- developer, which was known for their uh, famous scrolling shooters and art. In their arcade games, um, which is now defunct. Um, the only I'm looking at their list of games. None of these sound familiar. I, I don't know if we're going to come across this company again because I don't see any games that really pop out at me as NES titles. Uh, I do, though. I am interested in the game called Slap Fight. <laughs> hey, that makes me think of uh, wait, what was it? Uh, yeah. You and Tangent I, alert! Back in the day. Oh yeah, slap we, fight. We used to have a slap fight all the time. Slap back, slap boxing. Um, anyway. Um, um, I don't know. I, that was really funny though. I mean. The slap boxing? Yeah, because we didn't, we would just do it. <laughs> we just randomly would get up in the middle of the room and do it and everybody would. Well, okay, I guess it was funny for us, but everybody else probably it thought was we were just really weird. It was hilarious for us, but nobody else has a good sense of humor, so. Yeah. It's it's not us, it's them, right? Right, right, exactly. And everybody listening right now is probably thinking, move on, uh, that's not... Uh, I don't want right. to hear it. But this game had two different composers, one composer for pretty much every version of the game, and then a different composer for the NES version, which was Tom Tim Fallen. Famous. Yeah, the famous Tim Fallen. Uh, you may recognize that name for the game we've already talked about that he did called was a famous music video game silver surfer or did we do silver surfer <laughs> we did not but right we, but we <laughs> it's it's the lost episode it's the lost episode silver surfer that we were supposed to record like five years ago and then we didn't um, you may also anyway. remember uh, tim from the epic nes game pictionary <laughs> so <laughs> yes the that is epic for sure. So Tim Fallon has a kind of an interesting backstory uh, as a video game uh, composer. Uh, he actually got into it because his brother, um, Mike, was a video game producer and developer. Makes and sense. When he, yeah, when he was young, he just kind of showed uh, Tim some you know tips and tricks. And basically, Tim just took off with it and became one of the more famous... Um, composers for video games um, that we know. Uh, his first foray into the NES, of course, was this game, uh, which we'll talk about whether we like the music or not. Um, but uh, he went on to do several different things. He, he developed new phasing sounds and, and uh, two and three channel uh, music drivers, which um, if you're curious what that is, I suggest you put in for an ask Aaron. He'll, he'll explain it to you at some point. Um, <laughs> only put only put in for that if you've got about 45 minutes. <laughs> um, one of the funny things is he uh, that I was reading about him is on level one for a game that we won't talk about because it's an Omega game. Uh, the Ghouls and Ghosts um, is basically a track that is somebody saying secret authority backwards oh and he he did as a joke um so yeah so 
Uh, he actually, in some games even, I thought this was pretty interesting, he actually admitted that he would actually just write music, he would just write video game music and put it on games. And whether it kind of matched with the level or not. Now, I don't think that's what he did here for this game. I don't know. Um, but uh, well, that was pretty interesting. You know, he was... Um, what I find pretty interesting about him is that when he was doing these NES games, these soundtracks, he would have mm-hmm. been, what, like 20 years old or something? He oh, was, yeah. He was, he was yeah. young. He's only 48 now. So, I mean, you know, we're talking 1987 is when this game came out. So you're talking, you know, 32 years ago. Uh, he's 16 years old. Yeah, wow, that's pretty crazy. Is that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, but the NES port probably came out a few years later. Right? Yeah, that's sure. But he probably was still, you know, 20. Yeah, yeah. if that. What do we, okay, it yeah. came out in 89, so he would have been like yeah. 19 maybe. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember what you were doing in 19? Uh, slap fighting you in, the... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in college. Pretty much what I was doing. Uh, yeah. Flunking uh, calculus and slap fighting. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what 19-year-old us were doing. Um, his brother also is a video game composer. And uh, he actually left video game uh, uh, composing in 2005. And an announcement on his website that said, with much delight, he was choosing, he'd chosen to stop composing music for games because it was no longer providing a substantial income. Um, but he later actually did come back uh, and worked a little bit on a video game called Contradiction in 2012. Um, but otherwise, has stayed pretty quiet. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean... And you look at his, uh, um, you know, games that he's wrote for, you're going to see a lot of games that are famous. Um, you know what? He never wrote a game. He never wrote music for. Oh, no. Never mind. He wrote one Genesis game music. That's all it took that before he had for- enough. Yeah. <laughs> so... His, most of his work is on the Commodore 64 or like the, and the NES and the SNES. I'm surprised so. he didn't do more Sega games, actually, because isn't he, isn't he European? Isn't he British or something? He's English, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. th- maybe, maybe you have to look at under Mega Drive instead of... Well, Genesis. he did do it, but even Mega Drive, he only did like two or three games. Um, he, get, he did a, quite a few quite a few dreamcast games now that was so okay that, all right which i would admit is the superior sega system if you're gonna go sega you might as well go dreamcast right you might as well yeah so anyway that's enough for history on this game what have you did you uh, go on a quest to find this card Now it's time for the thrill of 8-Bit Discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. I did, in fact, go on an epic quest to find this cart. Uh, The year is 1989. And the Russians have broken out all their old biplanes and uh, decided to attack Loudoun County. <laughs> so I, as a four-year-old boy... Right to the hub. Yeah, <laughs> right to the hub of America, Loudoun County, Tennessee. <laughs> so I, as a young four-year-old boy, impressionable, yet, uh, you know, st- stalwart in my ways decided to hop in my own plane and take the fight back to the Russians. Upon doing so, I, uh, I discovered that one of those planes was holding a copy of Sky Shark for the NES. Well, there you go. There's your prize. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, there's my story. And I'm sticking to it. I would. So, uh, the, um, this is a little bit of a 
tangent. Tangent alert. But I, I realized as I was telling that story that I think I've been watching too much Cheaters. Oh, yeah? On, on VH1. VH1 shows Cheaters now. And uh, <laughs> I was using these... Joey like, Greco. Yeah, the, the cadence and the words that I was I was using during that story, I realized I've been watching too much Cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's uh, uh, cadence is, is something. Yeah, he's been rubbing off on me just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, uh, no, actually, the quest for this cart—I uh, did not know this cart. I did not know this game existed, to be honest, until we went to cover for the show. Uh, so I did not, I did not get the game. I just demo moded this one. Mm-hmm. That was my—that's my—that's yeah. my bit. Yeah, I mean. I didn't actually know about this game either. I don't know if it's a relatively obscure. We'll talk about it when we get to the uh, cost of the game. But um, it, it, I, I just never this. I never came across this game. It's got an interesting box art too. Yeah, it does. And the arcade cabinet. I was trying. I was looking it up to see if maybe I had seen it out and about somewhere. But I don't mm-hmm. even remember seeing the arcade cabinet. Uh, yeah, it has an interesting. I wonder it, it has the, an interesting look about it too. I wonder if the arcade was really even that popular around the United States. I maybe don't know. Not. Uh, but maybe it just ported for the NES, and that was about it. Yeah, but uh, you mentioned the box art. What did you think was so unique about the box art? Well, it's got a real guy on it. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I just that that struck me. It, it, it looks. It actually looks uh, like a like an old fifties war movie. Phil. It does. I actually really like the box art myself. Mm-hmm. The guy on the cover is making the same face as the airplane. So he there, is. <laughs> there's, he's got that going for him. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gives you the story on the box art, which is interesting. Now, after listening to Aaron's story about the uh, historical games you could play, I'd be a little leery of playing this game, to be honest, because it looks like it'd be a historical game. That's true. Okay, hold on just a second. <laughs> we, uh, I think we've started talking about games, so I gotta do this. Oh, yeah. Time to dig in to some good old-fashioned game discussion. Yes, I agree. This looks a little bit like a historical game, but this is like World War, World War Two, mm-hmm. that kind of history, and that's cool. It's not like Japan, yeah. feudal Japan, or something weird <laughs> like that. So, here, let me just tell you this to, to wrap up about the box art. Right under Tato, it says, "Nobody ever said it would be easy." And boy, were they right. <laughs> I was about to say, no other box art has ever been so right. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect slogan for this game. Uh, let me just, I'll just read it. So the box art has, uh, it's pretty epic box art. I suggest everybody go look it up. It would make me want to play this game for sure. Other than the fact that it says, Tato, nobody ever said it would be easy. <laughs> Deep in enemy territory, you've got to fly your P-40 on a dangerous top-secret mission. The skies are thick with a deadly rain of armor-piercing fire. They choose you for one reason. You're the best there is. You know the, se- you know the <laughs> score, so aim right and fly tight. The skies are anything but friendly tonight. I love that. I think it's so good. It's a that is awesome. Mine, I, I've I've not read it that closely, and mine right now is so uh, blurred I can't really read it. But yeah, that's that's awesome. That's an awesome slogan. I mean, that would make me want to play the game for sure. Right. You know, Hank, I'm just the best there is. It's plain and simple. Can you yeah. can you name that movie? Uh, no. Talladega Nights. Uh Okay, yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Yeah. I've actually seen Days of Thunder since I've seen Talladega Nights. Oh, really? Yeah. And I listened to Daves of Thunder today. 
Yep, I'm like 25 <laughs> minutes into it. Uh, all right, so the let's go with the manual here. All the right, manual is equally awesome. I don't know if you've oh, seen it yet, but it has a I comic book. It up now. <gasps> oh gosh, I'm excited. That's right. There is a comic strip in this manual. I don't. I think my manual is a little bit too blurry to read it, but uh, I want to try. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, there's no better way to tell the story than with the comic strip. That's that's true. All right, here we Just, go. Yeah, yeah, it's blurry, but I'll do my best. The battles of World War II were nonstop marathons of attrition on the sea and the skies. No squadron has more kills than yours, and no one in your squadron is better than you. That's why they call you the Sky Shark. And then there's a picture. <laughs> there's a picture of you and your plane flying and. I guess you had just shot a boat, and the people in the boat are screaming because they're drowning. <laughs> <laughs> they're drowning, and and what do you say? You say, "Woody, Woody, can you read rats? My last man. I've got to get through to enemy headquarters alone. It's the only chance to save my men." He just said, "Wait, are you Woody in the game, or are you yelling at Woody?" You're yelling at Woody. Okay. So you're trying to get a hold of Woody, but then he's not there. So you say, well, rats, that was my last man. So your last man went time down. Go. You got to go alone. It's go time. The only, the only problem with that statement is he says, my last man. And then he says, I got to get through enemy headquarters alone. It's the only chance to save my men. So <laughs> was, it, was that your last man or... Uh, what man are we talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah. Just as the battle seems lost, US POWs are marched further into enemy territory and an uncertain rate. I think that's what it says. Yeah. Uncertain fate. Uncertain fate. There we go. That makes more sense. Man, they'll never find their men now, even if they do penetrate our superior defenses. That's what the no, uh, that's what the Germans are saying. Yeah, these are the men that you gotta say. Yeah, these men here. Uh, through sheer cunning and determination, the Sky Shark has to penetrate the enemy enemy's first line of defenses, but he has yet to locate their command post in the American POWs. Now this guy, clearly by this next statement he's about to make, he's a southerner. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is you in the game. Yeah. Flying the Sky Shark. I, I love the plane design, too. I, I didn't realize the Sky Shark was the name of the plane or something. Or the name of your character, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, the Sky Shark says, I'll give those stinking dogs some good old American cooking. <laughs> which, I love it. Which I, I can only assume that means uh, machine gun fire. Right. I love it. It's like John Wayne. Yep. Uh, the artillery fire flies from all directions, pummel, pummeling the sky shark, but he fights on. If I can only get through this squadron of enemy fighters, I might have a chance to save them. Bingo. That's got to be their command post. Now, if I could only locate, there they are, our boys. Sky Shark, risking it all, flies into the swarm of oncoming, oncoming enemy attackers. It's his last chance to save the day. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> it's going down. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I, I'm, I'm feeling motivated to try, go back and try to play this game again. Yeah, I want to play it right now. Well, let's finish the podcast first. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, uh, so this game is your typical uh, scrolling airplane shooter. So it's a yeah. vertical. It's a vertical scrolling shooter. So it's bottom to top. So you're on the bottom, going up. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's pretty typical of that genre. Yeah, maybe a little better graphics. Uh, yeah, the typical one. I thought the graphics were pretty good, um, but yeah, and just like it's, it plays so much like an arcade game because it's so 
it, you know, it gives you a little bit of a warm up time in like the first half of that first level, and then it just hits the fan and it's on, and you are, yeah, it's just like enemies are coming from everywhere. Yeah, the, this game is, uh, for lack of a better term, relentless. It is a yeah. diff, it is a difficult game. Um, this is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. And just like, you know, being an arcade game, it's only got five levels. And so you, and so it, the, the tempo of the, of the difficulty picks up pretty quick. Yep. Uh, I, you get, you start off with four airplanes. It's two mm-hmm. player. It's two player, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. I did not realize that. I did not realize it was two player the first time I played it. But yeah, and, and so like when I when I started the game, I accidentally started it on two player mode, and so I was playing and I died, and then it switched over to the second player, and I was like, "Well, what's going on? This game's messed up. I can't control my plane." That was because I I had accidentally selected two player. Oh, so it's like turns because I didn't yeah, play. You take it. Turns. Obviously, I didn't play a two player, but it's like uh, okay. Yeah, All so right. you take turns, uh, two players. If it's kind of like Paperboy, Paperboy style, you know, you take turns. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so the game has you get four planes per uh, per go, and then you have continues. But the game, I really, I really struggled to be very good at this game. Oh yeah, I mean, I didn't get very far at this game at all. <clears throat> I didn't even get past the second level. Um, it just. I think once, so pretty much where it would get me is in the second level when you get past the part where the ships are unloading the tanks onto the shore uh-huh. and then you fly over them and then you get your over the water. What happens is, it's like these little smaller planes come in from the top in an X pattern and then they start coming from the bottom too in this X pattern and you're like, I... I it just and then you've got so many enemies on the screen there there at once and I just couldn't get past that that part where you're flying over the water. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I couldn't make it past the second level either. Uh, I had trouble with the first level even and in, in the oh, green yeah. in the green water, <laughs> which took me forever to figure out that that was water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the first level. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it cranks it up pretty quick. Um, and you know, I know, uh, we usually say this for later, but the music really kind of gets your blood pumping too. Like, especially the first couple of levels, um, they really, uh, add to the, uh, intensity of the game, I think. Yeah. I, I, we, we can go ahead and talk about it now. I thought the music in this game was awesome. Oh, it's the best part of the it's, game. It's right? definitely the best part of the game. Uh, yeah. it, it gets your blood pumping. Uh, it really kind of motivates you to, you know, to play. Yeah. At least it did me. Um, did you, okay, answer me this. Did you play with a turbo button? I did not. Oh my goodness. I, I, feel so, I feel so sorry for your thumbs then. Because <laughs> at first I, pl- I tried playing this game just with a regular, regular controller. Yeah. And I just, oh my goodness. The, you just have to keep there is no like auto fire or at least I didn't have it. maybe it's an upgrade I think actually I don't remember but so, if without without, yeah, without there being an upgrade you have to hit the B button over and over and over again and bringing that up the upgrade from what I understand now I hardly ever got the upgrades because you know so the upgrades are like you get this S signal this or symbol that kind of pops up after you kill some enemies and you're supposed to get that edge, and basically, it just changes the firepower of your um, plan. Like you'll shoot more bullets than in one shot, right? Yeah. So I never the, got an upgrade. Yeah. Okay. I so the, the way the so you have a regular like mini games in this style. You have a machine gun and you have bombs. And the bombs you shoot down at the ground, and the machine gun you shoot in the air, right? And I think you mm-hmm. start off with three bombs and then you can collect bees throughout the game and get more, the more bees you have, the more bombs you have. Uh, total of like eight, you can hold like eight bombs, I think, at a time. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always the type to just hold on to my bombs 
I'd never used them, which was probably why I didn't do very good in this game. And I would. <laughs> um, but the the S symbol is when you ha you have to shoot down an entire formation of of the the red aircraft that come in, right? That's mm -hmm. how you get the S symbol. I don't know if you figured that out. I didn't figure that out, but yeah. Yeah, so sense. so when the you know when the red the red aircraft <clears throat> come in, they always come in like a formation and do some kind of pattern. If you mm -hmm. defeat all of the red aircraft in that case, then um, when you do that, you'll get an S symbol. So my problem was, and I I eventually just stopped going for the upgrades because you, the the upgrade it almost always kind of pop up at the towards the top of the screen. And so you would have to like try to fly up and aim it right to get it. And once every time I did, I'd get hit by something. So it's like if I focused on the upgrade, then I'd lose track of the enemies and I'd get hit and die. If uh, so, I just had to stop. Yeah, even trying for the upgrades. I understand. I, that, happened, that happened to me several times too. Yeah. Uh, and so you can get up to six of those S upgrades. I think the most I ever got was two. Mm -hmm. But at at one you get like a four shot, and then and then it get then it spreads wide, and then you get five shots and six shots, and then eventually you can get up to like seven shots spread wide, which I'm sure was great if I had, could have ever got that. But can you imagine yeah, getting six of those? To get that. Yeah, I know, right? Can you imagine having to get six of those S's? Oh, I no, I can't imagine it actually. <laughs> and when and when you when you die, you lose it. You lose the S. So, yeah, I think the most yeah. I ever got was two, and I did not have it for very long. Great. Um, but yeah, so the, the S upgrade thing—it's uh, pretty common for a, a shooter like this. But still, the, um, the the difficulty level of this game made it so that it was hard to get those S's and those red aircraft fly in at weird in weird patterns and weird angles and things so I had a lot of trouble getting that and I think Justin has muted or dropped off so I'll just keep talking uh, this okay. is sorry I didn't realize I did that <laughs> oh, well, okay. I did I do I do realize I did that but I didn't realize I didn't re-release it then anyway go That's ahead okay uh well i was just trying to try to fill space so yeah come on back in so it's just this this is a game that i think in order to get good at this game and even think about beating it it's going to take a lot of practice a lot of time yeah you're going to have to memorize a lot of movements yeah and I don't even see how you do that. I mean, to me, it's just like looking at it. It's just like, I don't see how you memorize it, but I'm, I'm sure somebody has. Yeah, it, it is not easy to memorize. I'll tell you that because the the way the blue aircraft come into this, the way they fly in just seems so random. Mm -hmm. I know yeah. that's not the case, but it just seems that way, you know? Right. Oh. But I do recommend, though, if you do decide to, to give it another shot, uh, definitely go in with a turbo button because it makes it a lot easier. At least yeah. a lot easier on your thumb. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that. Uh, but, I mean, I'll definitely... Well, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, so did you... Did you see the rest of the game? Like, did you watch any, like, YouTube videos or playthroughs of it? Yeah, I watched uh, I watched a playthrough of it. It's a pretty short game if you know what you're doing. It's like 15 minutes yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can just blow through it pretty quick. Um, which those 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 like uh, NES long play videos, they're just insulting. They're insulting because it's like <laughs> this game that you just struggled with for hours. This guy just beat it in 15 minutes, and he yeah. didn't even look like he broke a sweat. I know it almost it almost looks like you know uh, you know how games play themselves at the beginning sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah, like if you yeah. don't if you don't press start soon enough, it just shows somebody playing the game. That's what it looks like. But he yeah. plays the whole game. Well, the what I was going to bring up about watching the rest of the game is the music. So 
the the intro music when you start the game is the same music on level two and then there's level one which is really good i think level three is a dud that one is probably that one just took out as something that just just didn't fit and then four may be my favorite okay i think um i may agree with you actually i do agree that three did seem kind of like a dud Mm -hmm. it's probably between level four and level two the the intro music that uh is my favorite I really it's very like metal-esque. Yeah, I like the intro music a lot myself. Yeah. You know something else I like about this game quite a bit? It's not, it has nothing to do with the music or anything. It's totally going off the topic you're taking us down. But uh, I love how the game is like seamless. Like when you yeah. finish a level, you, you land your plane. Just keep going. And then you just take right back off and you're like on the next level. Mm-hmm. So it really you does seem like man. you're just, yeah, it really does seem like you're just traveling, I guess, into Germany. And like you, you start off, uh, you know, on land and then on sea a little bit. And then there's like mm-hmm. rivers and stuff. And then eventually you're in a train yard. It just, it just, the way it seems to flow, it, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Excuse me, flow? Yeah. I watched, I watched Dumb and Dumber the other day. I mean, it, to me, it's still as funny as it was in like '94 or whenever it came out. I I can't argue with that. But um, ooh, I just thought of a way to rate rate this game. Okay. Anyway, right. break it up later. Um, so let's talk about the let's talk about the graphics a little bit. What did you think about the graphics? I think for this style of game, they were really good. So I think, you know, they're somewhat limited by the style of game. Um, it, you know, top-down shooters are pretty straightforward, not a whole lot of things you can do with it. But I think if you compare this to, like, 1942, it's like, it's it leaps and bounds better, to in my opinion. And I think that um, for a top-down shooter, the... You know the different colors, the different sprites that they had for the uh, enemy planes and tanks and things was 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 bar none really good. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought they reused a lot of stuff though. That kind of bothered me. Like the levels, even though you know you progressed to like a um, mm-hmm. you know a train yard type of area, you, then you kind of go right back into the water and and yeah, I, I like the water and I like the ships and I thought that was really cool. And I think the graphics there are pretty good. I think they just used it too much. You know, it, you only put out five levels. I would think I would like to think all those levels are different, but they're really not. They're, mm-hmm. There's like three different yeah. levels and then two that are kind of the same as the first two. And even to think about it, like I think like the turrets on the ship and the turrets that were on what I'm assuming is maybe submarines are the same too. They're not really different. So, yeah, they reused a lot of assets. Yeah. And, and your plane kind of looks like the enemy planes, too. Like some of the blue enemy planes. <laughs> Maybe you're just rogue. Could be. Could be. Uh, but I would have liked yeah. to have seen a little more variety. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a little bit. And I also would have liked to have seen some, just in gameplay-wise, not necessarily graphics, but I, I would like to have seen some boss battles, kind of. I think that would have been cool. It would have been fun. fun. Like a big, uh, I don't know, big aircraft carrier. Although you're really kind of fighting some aircraft carriers. Yeah, I mean, uh, you kind of fight bosses-ish a little bit. I mean, there's there's the big green tank at the end of level one. and uh, I mean, there's some bigger, bigger enemies. And, then, and of course, you're fighting against big boats and stuff. But that's just, I feel like the, there was a little bit of a missed opportunity to the game, I guess the game seems a little anticlimactic to me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like the, you beat the, yeah, you, you, you get true. to the, you get to the end of the level and then you just kind of park your plane and then take off again. Mm-hmm. There's no, and there's no boss at the end of the game either. From what I can tell, you just kind of yeah, that's true. beat it. Just kind of get to the okay. end. I mean, there's a really big plane uh, near the end. And I guess that's the boss. But then 
there are other planes after it. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I guess there, I guess there are bosses, but they just didn't really feel like boss battles to me. Yeah. I think I'm just being a little bit nitpicky. Oh, by the way, um, being nitpicky, uh, I guess that means Brian Keating's going to be mad at us. This is a pick. This is Brian Keating's Patreon pick. <laughs> We're mentioning that just, you know, 45 minutes into the episode. Yeah, like I meant to mention that a lot sooner. Sorry, Brian. But thank you, yeah, for, the pa- thank you for the Patreon pick. Equal- yeah, equally both of our fault, but yeah. That's okay. Well, I'm sure he quit listening a long time ago. <laughs> well, they're butchering this game I picked. <laughs> yeah. I can't listen to this anymore. They've ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> he turned it off right when we both said we didn't get past level two. Like, God. It's like these guys. <laughs> Amateur hour over here. Yeah. These guys are the worst. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go listen to Genesis Gems now. At least over there, Wait. I know I'll get to listen to Aaron talk for two hours. I've still got three hours left to uh, ask Aaron. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know. I would, I would, I would think that uh, in the grand scheme of things, to give Aaron credit, of all the Bit Brothers, he may be the best one at video games potentially. Oh, it's got to be him or Nick. I would right? say so. It's got to be one of the two. I would say so. It's probably Aaron. Knowledgeable too. I would say Aaron. Yeah. I mean, but he's also <clears> got the, he's also got the biggest mouth. So, yeah. <laughs> We give, we give and we take. We go with know. the name of his other former podcast, the Retro Obscura. He's got some obscure ones up his sleeve. He does. Some feudal Japanese. <laughs> uh, we're just, I don't know why this became uh, a Make Fun of Aaron episode. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And sorry, I'm sorry, Aaron. <laughs> we really do <laughs> like you. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't even... All, All right, right. Uh, let's uh, let's kind of start wrapping this up. Let's move on to uh, what do we do on this show? I think I, I think I'm done talking know. about the game. I didn't, I didn't make it far enough to uh, yeah. to talk too much more about it. Uh, of course, there's really not a ton to I talk mean, about this game. That's what I was going to say. Like, I didn't make it very far either, but I don't really see that the game changes much. Yeah. Maybe it gets just more difficult, you know. Yeah, and just gets more difficult, which seems like an impossibility based on playtime that I had with it. Right. Um, yeah. So we've already talked uh, about the music. What else we talk about? Graphics uh, and sound. We talked we, about. Oh, high score challenge, which we didn't. I forgot to post a high score challenge. But did you happen to think about what your high score was? I never even remember to do that, and which is horrible. Mine was, mine was somewhere in the 40,000 range, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure somebody could beat, beat mine easily. It was... So. It was I'm 40,000 is pretty low. I think the... You know how mm. they always give you a default score to beat, which is really easy to beat? I think yeah. the default score was like 20,000. So <laughs> <laughs> 40,000 is not yeah. that much higher than the default. Right. Oh, boy. All right. All right. We can let's go ahead and move on to retrofitted trophies. Wait, no, we got to we got to do is it worth it? Oh yeah. We do need to do is it worth it. So, all right. Talk to me. So, is it worth? Let's see. So you can get this game for about 10 bucks on eBay. Which is interesting, because I told you I was going to allude to this later in the history section when I was talking about, was this game maybe just there wasn't a lot of copies? But $10, that's pretty cheap for a retro game. So I think there seems to be a lot of copies out there. I don't know. Uh, Well, I'm looking on pricecharting.com. It's even cheaper than that. Oh, well, there you go. Pricecharting.com's got a loose price of $4.44. Yeah, I mean, there were some that were that cheap, but there were some that were more. So I was just kind of hitting the average, but yeah. But there's uh, there well, there's go. some on here that sold. There's some that sold for as low as a dollar. There. You go. <laughs> on eBay. Oh boy. There's a few. So either there's zero. Either there's a ton of copies, or there's just zero desire for this game. 
probably both. Uh, so, re <laughs> so regardless of that, uh, I personally, I think it's worth it. Totally worth it I for that for I that price. Definitely say it's worth it. Ten bucks, yeah, absolutely. No yeah. doubt about it. I mean, it's it's difficult, but it's not difficult because it's frustrating or something. It's difficult just because I'm terrible at these games. Yeah, uh, but it's. I mean, fun. I'm not saying yeah for you. Me yeah. too. Yeah, but it is a lot of fun. Right. I think it's a lot of fun. I, I mean, I got nothing. It's definitely one of those we talk about this from time to time that it's a it's an instant gameplay that you don't have to spend a lot of time that you just got a minute and want to just you know play some action packed. This is certainly a good choice. Yeah. Uh, also, just so you know, a brand new one sealed, brand new copy sealed sold um, for like thirty five dollars. So. <laughs> so <laughs> If you want a sealed copy of this game, it's it's very reasonable. <laughs> Brian, Brian, you better have a sealed copy. Of this game. <laughs> yeah, for the prices that these go for, uh, Brian, I, I expect a sealed copy to be on your desk at home. Yeah. All right. Okay, now can I move us on? I didn't mean to move us yes. on so, so early. I just really wanted to hit this button here. You know what this game needs? Some retrofitted trophies. Okay. Now, the big question is, did the listeners submit any? Uh, hmm. I don't see... They did, by Here the way. Is. The question was oh, yeah, they did. the question they was did. a rhetorical question. Right. They did. All right, you ready for the first one? I'm or you ready. want to do ours first? Uh let's just mix them all up. All right. We'll go with Crystal Carolog's first one. It says Baby Shark. Play as player two with a friend and sing Baby Shark until player one either dies or snaps and beats you senseless. Since <laughs> I don't know what this baby shark right. is, but uh, well, buddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I you're mean, gonna, I, you're, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's sweeping the nation. Yeah, the nation. that's what I that's what I understand. Christopher Call Kellogg also comes in with Sharknado Two, uh, the second one. Play the game while your friends destroy your house. Interesting. Um, Probably because they also tried to play this game and got so super frustrated. <laughs> right. All right. How about you got one? To mix uh, yeah, I got one called uh, the Mako Shark. Mm. Uh, yeah. Did you get the Mako Shark? You have to fly through the entire level without defeating any enemies. Oh, it's gonna be impossible. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. I, I never tried it. <laughs> but if you want this trophy, you're gonna have to try it. All right, my uh, my first one is Snoopy, World War Two fl Flying Ace, because you know Snoopy was a World War Two Flying Ace. That's right. Uh, and that is beat the game or get through all five levels. Okay. Uh, cool. Chris Murray says Sky Shark. Drop witty yet sassy remarks on each enemy as they're destroyed. Ooh. That's my kind of Give them some yeah. sass. Yeah. Josh Diekman says, Shark bite, get killed by the very first enemy in the game. That's an got easy Got that trophy. one? Yeah, I was about to say, I got that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I got another one. Whale shark. And you gotta put you gotta put emphasis on that H there, whale shark. I had to get whale shark. You gotta defeat the giant plane at the end of the game. That's kind of a boss, but not really. The one I was just right. talking about earlier, because whale sharks are big. It's a big plane. Uh, yeah, I like it. Love it. Uh, my next one is we don't need no stinking upgrades, and that is beat the entire game without getting a single. Uh, upgrade. That's a good one. 
All right. Next up on the dudes or the D patters is uh, Peter Martins. Never played this one, but always saw it at the store. Thought it always had a great cover art. Looks like the game 1943. Now he's either saying that it's a sequel to 1942, or he's saying this is the sequel to 1942. Uh, yeah. Well, there's also the, there is a sequel to 1942 called 1943, right? At least I think there maybe. Is. Probably. All right. Next up, we've got uh, Landshark, or I'm sorry, Mike Hall, who said Landshark. Annihilate all ground forces over a land section. I like that one. That's good. Uh, do you have any more? I've got one more. All right, let's Can we it. go ahead? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Jaws would be impressed. And to get the Jaws would be impressed trophy, you have to beat this game without dying. Nice. I like it. Uh, and last but not least, Tyler Jones says, Pigeon, drop all sorts of crap on three battleships. That's a good one. That's pretty good. You got any more, or are we done? I'm done. Sweet. Okay, well then, how would you like to rate this game? Well, you know, I was thinking earlier... Do you have a shark over there in your house? Yeah. <laughs> that would be what that is. That's for the two star. Okay. Um, Anyways, should I play the rating button? Or? Yeah, go ahead. No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. All right. Now, I was thinking earlier about World War II movie, but I think that's a little too on the nose now that I think about it. Okay. That was your big revelation earlier in the podcast? Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. That's disappointing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it kind of (laughs) is. I was expecting something (laughs) awesome. All right. What about... uh, Animal that a plane is named after. Oh, that's really going to be really hard for me. Oh, you've got the the Hornet. Okay. The uh, Raptor. The uh, Warthog. The um, Tiger Shark. Okay. All right. Okay. It's not so hard anymore. I'm going to go. I'll go first. Okay, go first. Yeah. I'll go with the Warthog because it's got the the basically like terror the Gatlin guns on it that are just rapid fire, just pouring down some uh, lead on some enemies, and that's what this game is. It's just rapid fire, just pouring pouring it on you. Okay, well you took mine, so that's okay. Oh, I didn't take. Uh, well, I guess I'll go with Hornet because. Uh... Trying to trying to face off against a hornet is a, a very frustrating ordeal. They like to sting you, and they're and bite and bite, and there's a ton of them usually in one spot, which is kind of how I felt trying to play this game. And a hornet can sting you more than once. Yeah, I hate that about hornets and wasps. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. I, I really don't understand why. Why can they do that? It just doesn't seem fair. You got the yeah. poor. You got the poor little honeybee stings you one time and dies. And then you got these. Mm-hmm. Got these wasps that are just a nuisance. That's all they are. They That's are all they just are. nuisance. Yeah. It's They're, like the mosquito. The yeah, mosquito exactly. is. Uh, you know, mosquitoes the mosquito, and wasps waste of space. Both of them. You know, the mosquito is the deadliest animal in the world. Did not know really that. Is. It really is because of all the disease they train them in, you know, in like uh, third world countries. Yeah. I have no, I have no use for that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. We got to get them, get them out of here. But why? But are we allowed to? Why can't we just eradicate them, make them extinct? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that's just something we can't do, or if it's something that we feel is unethical to do. But I don't know that there's anything that the ecosystem will miss by eradicating the mosquito. 
That's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, I know bats like to eat them, but they can eat other bugs. Oh, yeah, bats. There's plenty of choices. Yeah. Okay, well, anyways. Sorry for that tangent. I just... Thinking about it. Every week, I go, I walk around my house, and I knock down and or spray probably four wasp nests. Yeah. And they just keep coming back. And it just, it's so, it's so frustrating. And they're little jerks too. It's like, you know, they, they'll like, they'll build a nest right under a table or something, you know, and you'll hit the net, you'll hit the table or something and here they come flying out. Ugh. Yeah. And they don't always sting you. I feel like the most time they just want to scare you. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to sting you. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, I am. I don't even I'm understand. You know the hornet's nest or the or the honeybee's nest, like it's a it's somewhere they can live. I don't even understand a wasp nest. Yeah, they like, just hang out on the outside, right? Yeah, it's weird. Like, there's nothing you can't go into it. What what are we doing here? Uh, I guess they you plant, know what they are. They plant eggs in there, maybe. They're the riffraff of of bees. Darn tootin'. They are. They're, they are. The, they are the, the botanist. They are the botanists <laughs> of the bee the, world. The botanists of the bee world. That's no no doubt. That's exactly what they are. Yeah. <sighs> we need to create, we need to make a shirt. It's just a picture of a wasp on it. It says botanists of the bee world. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy that shirt. I would. I would. I would too. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, we got uh, feedback. It's time for D-Patter Feedback, because when you're a D-Patter, you're a D-Patter for life. All right, so on the Bit Brothers Retro Gaming Community, and just as to serve as a reminder for everybody that everything's consolidated now, I'm sure everybody's pretty well figured it out now, but if you're a new listener and you want to... Um, put feedback to the games you can always do that on the bit brothers retro gaming community page and um, to get there you go to facebook.com slash groups slash bit brothers there you go yep daniel walker says decent 1942 clone the cover looks like both the pilot and his plane have constipation yeah i can get i can thank you yeah. Jay Jorgensen says, I think I played this once as a rental. The cover was just too awesome to pass up at the store. It probably disappointed seven-year-old Jay. Timmy Mac says, I remember renting it as a kid and it being very difficult. Looking forward to see what you guys think. I think we had similar opinions. Timmy Mac. Yep. Mike Hall says, I had the arcade machine of this game for a time it was a lot of fun i now just have the nas card so my call has the the cabinet that's really yeah. cool hey my yeah. call's the one that's uh he's the historian he, he, he must be uh i bet he got it because he's into the world war ii stuff i bet yeah mm-hmm. andrew code says i don't think i have ever played it or if i have my memory fails me what was I talking about again? Oh, yeah. Stay positive and love your life. Thanks. Thanks, Sandy. And Aaron Hickman says, Another toe plan shooter? Of course, Aaron would know about all the toe plan games. Hey, Sorry, hey, Aaron. Aaron knows a lot about toe plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, though the sequel, Fire Shark, is better on Sega Genesis. Ugh. Just saying. Great Tim Fallen soundtrack, though. Alrighty, that All right. rounds us out. That's a quick and easy little set of feedback. Yeah, that's all right. We can take we can take quick and easy if we need to. Yep, that's all right. Uh, I've got. Um, let's see. I do have a email. Can you guess who oh. it's from? It's from Ryan. Yeah, it's from Ryan. Ryan Ballard says in an email, while the game seems to both look and sound good, I wouldn't have spent more than one or two attempts on this. 
Save for Dino Ricky, top-down shmups just don't have little, just don't have little appear for me. Just don't have. I bet that's a that's an autocorrect issue there. I bet he's yeah yeah. The, they're just not his have style. Little appeal appeal appeal. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So even though I'm betting it's a well-done game, I'd give it a hard pass. Well, Ryan, you're probably right. It is definitely a top-down shmup, and it's a difficult one at that. So. Nobody can blame you for giving it a hard pass. Yeah. Uh, if you right. if you want to email us, just like Ryan did, you can email us at, I believe it is dudes at bitbrosnetwork.com. Do you know what our email is? I don't even remember. Uh, not off the top of my head. I may have to look that up. While I look that up, I do also have a voicemail. Would you like to hear it? I'm, I'm game. Okay. Uh, you're always game. I don't even know why I ask. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, it's empty. There's there nothing. we go. All right. <laughs> As usual. That was anticlimactic. Well, well, here, let's see. I'll play another one. Okay. Maybe. Nope. That one don't want to work. There we go. Great. Oh, good pod. Yep. Great pod. All right. So, what we got left? We got anything left? Uh, no, I don't think Game so. more tangents? Uh, sure. Any more, any more feet talk? Man, I'll tell you one thing. Tangent alert. I don't like feet. I've never liked feet. I don't like anybody's <laughs> feet. I don't like my own feet. So, so all the foot talk on this episode is really wearing me out. So podiatry was out of the out of the picture. Oh, it was right out. It was right out. Uh, by the way, that, <laughs> that that email is two dudes at bitbrosnetwork.com. If you want to send us an email, two dudes at bitbrosnetwork.com. We did all have right. uh, well. Okay, wait a minute. I forgot this just in hot off the presses. We got a podcast review on iTunes. Oh, good. From Canada. And I got to read this one uh, because this one is tooting my horn here. Okay. Oh, boy. I like this podcast and the humor by Michael is hilarious. Suck it, Justin. <laughs> does it really say that? It does. It doesn't say suck it, Justin. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. All right. That was for me. Says, well, I like- I'll go nurse my ego and write some <laughs> jokes for the next episode. Yeah, hey, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pick pick up pick it up because uh, this gotta, person got to pick it up a little bit apparently. Yeah, this person says I like this podcast and the humor by Michael is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Says I gave it five stars, but I would have given it ten if it allowed me to. Nice. Thank well, you. Thank you for the review. Uh, HDHDH from Canada. All right. Okay. Sorry. I just had to throw that one in there. I like it. I like it. All right. So other Brit Brothers shows, as as you all may know by now, surely that we are now part of the Bit Brothers Network. And you can, surely, that's my cousin. No, oh. she knows. She knows. <laughs> She's, as you may know, Shirley. <laughs> Shirley, as you know, Shirley. <laughs> she loves this podcast. Uh, other Bit Brothers Network shows include Genesis Gems, uh, the Tudors and S podcast, which we were listening to right now. Metroidvania Mayhem just came back. Brand Woo-hoo! new episode after four years. Yes, thank you, thank you. And uh, we also do a monthly roundup show for, you know, where we get all of us together. Mm-hmm. And the Nintendo Switch up is now broken out in its own podcast all by its lonesome. So please go subscribe mm-hmm. to all of those and enjoy all the content that we can put out. And if you enjoy that content, feel free to donate to us on Patreon at patreon.com bitbros. And uh, not to uh, 
not to uh, hold a gun over your head or anything. The more you donate, the more content we're going to bring out. So that's true. The the you guys are the reason we brought back Metrovania Mayhem, and there's two other shows that are possibilities if you donate. Mm-hmm. We've got a potential for a sports video game show, and we also have the potential for a music video game show. But it all depends on you guys. All right. So. Uh, Yeah, shout out to the Wii dude for the music. Shout out to the Fox dude for the awesome logo. And Justin, where are they going to find us? You know, you can find us still at our website, twodudesinnes.com, nesdudes.com or nintendudes.com and then you can find us on Facebook and Twitter um, uh, with uh, um, the Bit Brothers Retro Gaming Community and you can always email us at the email that Mike told you earlier in the episode two dudes at bitbrothers.com I think so there we go I think it's bitbrothersnetwork.com <sighs> Sorry. Just go back to whatever Mike said. Yeah, rewind it. Go, <clears throat> go listen it again. And we need voicemails. We've not gotten voicemails. It's I think, been a while. I keep, I, keep getting, so. I keep getting these junk voicemails from spam callers that end up being empty. I go to play them and they're just blank. We need get real us a, voicemails. Get us a real one. Yeah, somebody get us a real one. So. All right. That number, 7757-RETRO1 or 775-773-8761. That's it. We're done. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Here's music for the next game. It's playing. starting to play right now. Here we go. This podcast has been a Bit Brothers production, and this episode has been brought to you by our lovely Patreon donors. The following people have donated at the 32-bit tier or higher. Daniel Newton and Jared Adams. Thank you to both you bros. We really appreciate your support.